Hi, I'm Jason, the creator of The Grey Rooms. We want to take this time to thank those whose support makes this all possible. Our patrons. Patronage to the podcast gives you rewards such as early access to the episodes, awesome merchandise, additional content, and much more. Without the support that we receive, we wouldn't have been able to take a very huge step. A step to be able to pay our actors and authors for their talents and contributions. This is now possible, and we have our patrons to thank for that. If you would like to support the podcast and would like to consider joining our Patreon, then head on over to patreon.com forward slash thegrayrooms and find the tier that's right for you. Trust me, we have one. We also have a PayPal for you to utilize if you would feel so inclined in the show notes. You can find us on Spotify by simply searching for The Gray Rooms, as well as on any other podcast player. Also, if you enjoy our content, we would humbly ask that you leave us a five-star rating and a review. These help us out immensely. Again, this episode is brought to you by our lovely patrons. Patrons such as Kelly Bear, Amy Nikolai, Arthur Unk, Ashley Enstrom, Austin Furman, Brooks Bigley, C.L. Bishop, Elizabeth Dowell, Isabel Diedrichs, Jason Porras, Jeremy Schaefer, Kathleen Clyde, Michael Velez, Patrick Stewart, The Original Nick Show, Nightmare Rabbit, and Victoria Gerald. Thank you again so very much. It is your support that helps us expand our reach and provides the resources for us to make this rewarding for everyone involved. Thank you, again. You are so very special to us. And now, on to the episode. You awake. The elevator is small and cramped. There is a strange old man He's mumbling. You hear a ding, and he forces you out. You're lost. You have no memory of this place. How did you get here? Where are you? It doesn't matter. Because now, you belong to the Grey Rooms. Season 2, Episode 5 Because that's the only indication I needed to know that somebody would be making a call to CPS later that night. Suicide attempt at Marlborough Cave. All available officers, please respond. My heart immediately sank. It's easier when you don't know them. 
But you never made it out. Those teeth just tore into that muscle. and I still can't put any weight on it. And what exactly was it that you saw? I knew we were going to need more bodies to deal with this. So. Well, yeah, it's a fucking monster thing. What else am I going to call it? But her? What makes you think Mrs. Wakefield was a monster? Her one good eye was twice the size of a human eye. I mean, you've watched werewolf movies before. So you think she was a werewolf? I mean, I don't know. You know, officer, that little girl means more to my people than you could ever comprehend. You had no business intruding like you did. through all this too, right? Oh, once. In the old days, if you believe it, those days were actually better than being in an elevator while nice pretty girls like you wake up and strangle me. <laughs> I suppose there is always death surrounding the grey rooms. How long have you been here? Too long, miss. I'm afraid I don't remember. <coughs> For that matter, neither do you. <coughs> what do you mean? I've only been here a few days. That you remember? <laughs> Plenty happens, and we don't remember in this place. Plenty. Time to go. Goodbye, Todd. I can't believe I just now found the cassette. Warden had to have been looking for it. If he would have, he's really starting to immense problems, trying to mess everything up. 
everything. Hi, Bob. What's that you got there? I heard something about a tape? It's just something that I would listen to from time to time. You like haiku? You have haiku on a tape. I record it sometimes. Would you like to hear one? And he's lying. Ah, but what the hell. Maybe he's good. Sure, why not? Hit me! Haiku is not a weapon, Miss Winters. It's poetry, made up of three lines. Five, seven... Oh my god, yes, Bob, I know what haiku is. I just meant to hit me with it. It's slang. Just get on with it. Okay, but I only did this one other time, so... The Earth cries for help, on its knees to persevere. Space can't hear its plea. (laughs) That's actually pretty good, Bob. At first I was like, maybe he's talking about all the people on Earth. But then it sounds like the planet itself is begging for help. And there just isn't anything out there. Yes. That's what my haiku said. I don't understand the point in you using all those words to say the same thing. I... I was trying to show that I understood it, Bob. Why are you always so damn... I don't know. You're just mean. I just wanted you to listen to my poem. Your thoughts don't matter. Whether the Earth screams or not. I just wanted to know if you liked it. Yes, I unfortunately did. Well, that is slightly better than last time. Thank you, Samantha. Now, go do something. I'm not ready to send you to die yet. There is something seriously wrong with you. Jonathan just 
took hold of the boy's head and his thumbs sank into the boy's eyes. And the boy just kept screaming. I could see blood. The kid was tied up and just kept kicking like crazy. Jonathan kept chanting, God is good, God is great, as he did it. The boy fell to the ground, and Hicks just kept... <laughs> and you wanted to talk to him about it? Yes. I just wanted to ask why. Why he could be so cruel. Why he could take a boy who loved the church so much and believed in it. Why he felt that the boy deserved death. And so you asked him? No. No, I didn't. I sat there and watched him washing dishes and whistling some little tune. He was peaceful. Peaceful and he said hello to me. He was happy to see me. He said that we had much to talk about. You forgot about that young man that fast. I want... I want so badly to say I didn't. And sometimes, that's what really bothers me. I know I wouldn't. Bob, I swear I wouldn't, but... You did. Finally, this is the haiku I've wanted to write for so long. It's going to be... Fantastic. Hey, Bob? One boy was always alone. No, that's seven words. <clears throat> Hello, Samantha. Are you ready to choose a room? I was just wondering about your tape recorder. Do you have any music or anything? Something's got to be better than listening to that garbage elevator music all the time. Hmm? Oh, no. I assure you that our elevator music is absolutely the best. Everything is the best in the Grey Rooms Hotel. If you have a complaint, I can let management know. You have people to report to? I think it's owned by the Kardashians. It's been so long, I forget. The one with an app where you dress her up or something. Games aren't really my area of expertise. I heard myself, Bob. Cut the shit. What's going on here? Nothing is going on. It's time to choose a room. Bob, why can't you tell me? I've only been here five days. Five days. And you have a recording of me that I've never heard before of you interviewing me. How did you do that? If I've only been here five days and don't remember anything. Because you haven't been here for five days. How long, Bob? How long have I been here? Long. Now pick a room, Samantha. The first room is about a witch that develops the perfect spell to fix all the things she hates in the world. The other is about a man who works in telecommunications or something. 
How the hell can you make a horror about telecommunications? That's... I'm actually kind of interested. Maybe it's the magical door that leads to your reality and will cause you to forget this hellish place and all your dreams will come true. Like, oh my god, I hope there's a Starbucks. Bob, you really are a dick. And when did I start swearing so much? You guys are a terrible influence on me. You didn't realize that the first day when we killed you twice? <sighs> yep. I'll take the phone call room. Which one is that? Room 1800. Thank you for calling. 1-800. You people are sick. True. Please sign here. Alright. Tomorrow, I'm going to find out what the hell is going on and who that poor boy was. You never learned his name. You didn't ask. And also, have a nice day, Miss Winters. This is horrible. Oh, sorry, miss. I didn't know you'd be in here just yet, and well... Oh, actually, wait. Whoever smelt it, dealt it. You're disgusting, Samantha. Oh, 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 God, it's horrible. The fumes. You said you'd never try and kill me again. This is awful. The inhumanity of it all. Todd, I was talking about the elevator music. When you're not suffering from the horrors of this place, you're suffering because the elevator plays some seriously horrible crap. No, the smell I smelt was definitely a horrendous fart. Then you dealt it. I was just trying to think straight with all that god-awful music that's playing. Oh, Jesus, Todd, you stink. I ate some rather delicious eggs. Steam was emanating from them. Cheese covered. That quaint little universe. <laughs> I had myself a thick slab of ham. Oh, and the potatoes. Oh, is there anything better than breakfast? Oh, I can still smell the freshly roasted garlic on top of them. Todd, will you stop? Shh! Wait, miss. Wait. Do you hear that? Do you hear it? I think something's in the elevator. What? What is that? <laughs> Jesus, Mary and Joseph, Todd, you son of a- It was the very early morning hours and I was just wrapping up a call. My day was nearly done. On the screen you could see the payment processing portal page for Perpetual Support Solutions. If you will kindly enter your payment details into the page, I will process the order and install our internet security blocking service on your IP address. Okay. The older woman on the other side of the phone said. 
I watched her mouse move towards the box to enter her credit card number, stop, then turn a quick about face just short of clicking. And this will stop the hacker who is trying to get into my PC? Yes, ma'am. The software I will install on the IP address will secure the system and make sure that the hackers do not make it unusable. Okay. I just think perhaps I should speak to my granddaughter first. She does all the setup for me and she told me not to do anything without talking to her first. That is your choice, I said, interrupting forcefully. But every minute your computer is open to these attacks is time that the hackers can be stealing your banking information or your files. I recommend you to install the $299 internet security blocking service right away. Okay. She said, trailing off one more time. Then. Okay. Determined this time. Resolve. She entered her information and hit submit. Thank you very much. I will start the security process and we will call back with what information we can find from the scam. Thank you. She said timidly. When will that be? I checked my computer. Payment processed successfully. Very soon. Thank you for calling Perpetual Support Solutions. Goodbye. And hung up. I checked the clock. In Chicago, where the old woman had been located, it was 3.23 in the afternoon. But it was 2.52 a.m. here in Kolkata. In eight minutes, my shift would be over. But there was probably time to make one last call. Most likely that call would hang up anyway after all. If only I had not taken that last call. The phone rang four times. It was neither answered, nor did it go to voicemail. I was just about to hang up and flag the record when someone did answer. Hello? It was a man's voice this time. I couldn't place his precise age, but he spoke slowly. Dimly, I thought to myself. Like an old man whose mind was slowing down with age, no longer sharp as it had once been. I smiled behind my headset mic. This should be easy, I thought. And the hunter began to lure his prey into a trap. Hello, sir, I said in my best accent. This is Jefferson calling from Infinite Support Solutions. The reason for this call, sir, is because we have detected that your IP address is under attack by a dangerous group of internet hackers. And, sir, if these hackers are successful in breaking into your IP address, then you will be at risk of losing your identity, having your bank account information stolen, and possibly even from losing access to your personal files. There was silence on the other end of the line, just for a few seconds. My computer has a virus? Was that skepticism? I had to tread carefully. The next few moments would either sell the scheme or destroy it. No, sir. Not exactly. What is the likely cause is that these dangerous hackers are trying to crack your internet address password right now. And once they do this, sir, they will have access to your complete computer. Aha! He said, proud of his own understanding. What you mean is that someone is trying to break in. Yes, sir. Well, I'm glad we cleared that up. He said. He did sound glad as well. Genuinely pleased. I should have realized something was amiss. I talked him through opening up a command prompt and doing a simple ping against a website. 
It took two attempts to get the prompt open, and two more to type the command properly. No, sir, not fling. Ping. Sir, P-I-N-G. Ping. But we soon saw four responses. Well, sir, each of these responses is an attempt by hackers to get control of the computer. So what I can recommend is that we install our internet security blocking service onto your IP address. Hmm, that does sound serious. How much? That is a one-time payment of $299, sir. He made a sound like he was thinking, then said, Better do it, I guess. I can trust you, right, Johnson? Yes, absolutely, sir. It will be my pleasure to assist you. I got him to open up a website to let me watch his computer screen so I could collect his credit card number while he entered it in. He entered 8 of the 16 digits, and I prepared to grab a screenshot of his details so that I could keep them on record. I heard a clatter through my headset. Damn! I just dropped the card behind the desk. Give me just a minute, will you? I looked at the clock. 2.59 a.m. Of course, sir. Take your time, I told him. I could hear heavy breathing and the sound of heavy furniture being shoved with great effort. Infinite Support Solutions, sir? I've been working here for nearly three years. He whistled in admiration in between his grunts of effort to reach behind the desk. Ah, three years, huh? That's shaping up to be quite the career, isn't it? Is it everything you hoped it would be? I couldn't exactly say why, but something about this conversation suddenly seemed off. This could easily have been a friendly conversation, but somehow, it hadn't been. There was an edge to the man's voice that hadn't been there a moment before, and I wasn't quite sure what to make of it. Uh, yes, sir. It's my pleasure to provide support to you, and... Uh, Let me just interrupt you for a moment there, he said. And I noticed right away that his voice had changed. He didn't sound nearly as elderly and feeble as he had up until this point at all. Now don't you go hanging up on me. Uh, no, sir. I will help you finish the order. Oh, that's not going to happen. I know this is a scam, and I'm not dumb enough to give you my credit card number. Now, I just want to tell you the rules really quickly. I rolled my eyes. It wasn't uncommon for these guys to waste our time. I wondered if he had a YouTube channel. He might be streaming this right now. <sighs> Sometimes the other callers would insult the person on the other end of the call if they figured out we weren't actually tech support, but I didn't have any desire to end up being laughed at online, so I always just tried to be as boring as possible when this happened. Plus, it was now 3am and I wanted to go home. Thank you for calling Infinite Support Solutions, sir. Have a good day. Goodbye. Now, son! He interrupted me. You just about broke one of the rules. And trust me, breaking the rules has consequences. I sighed. <sighs> Rules? I asked, despite my better judgment. I don't understand. First rule is, don't hang up on me, he replied, and now I was sure of it. And while he certainly was no teenager, it seemed now that he was not as elderly as he had led me to believe from the start. It'd be a 
ever so rude to hang up on me. Which leads into the second rule. Don't disrespect me. You do both those things and we'll get along just great. Otherwise, we're gonna have a problem, you and me. Is there an understanding between us? I scoffed. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Fly over here and kick my ass? There was silence for a moment. I thought perhaps he'd hung up, but then he just sighed. He sounded weary, like he was about to have to do a job he hated. That wasn't very respectful, now was it, young man? He clicked his tongue a couple of times and thought. I was reaching for the button to disconnect the call when he said, I told you not to do that. Now, who's the girl who sits in front of you? I smiled. How gullible did this fool think I was? It wasn't that hard to guess that a woman probably sat somewhere in front of me. Was this really meant to intimidate me? Was this the best he could do? Oh, that's Janet. No, not that girl. Not the one next to the printer. Two rows in front of you. One seat to the left, there's an empty desk. The next one to the left after that. She's wearing blue and has her hair in a side braid. Who is that? And don't tell me it's Tiffany. I sat straight up in my chair and looked around the call center. If he didn't have my attention before, he certainly did now. He'd exactly described the layout of the call center in every detail. I looked around frantically. Was he in the room somehow? Uh, where are you? Who are you? Answer the question! What's her name? Her real name? Prapulla. Call her name. What? Call her name! Get her off her call! Make her look at you! I sat stunned in my chair. I didn't know what to do. Do it! Now! Prapulla? She can't hear you, friend. I can barely hear you, and you've got your headset mic shoved so far up your nose, I can hear your panicked breathing. Call out to her, properly. Last chance. <clears throat> I cleared my throat. Prapulla! She stood up and turned around, headset still on, and gave me a quizzical look. What? She asked, muting her phone call. You broke the rules. This is your consequence. And in a split second while I watched... Prapulla's head burst. Like something out of a movie. She was still making eye contact with me while her head cracked into and sprayed everyone around her in the call center, including me with blood. Oh, there was a terrible silence and then screaming as about 70 people began to panic. I still sat in my chair, watching the pandemonium begin and watching Prapulla's headless corpse buckle at the knees and then fall to the floor. What? How? Are you a, a sniper? Had I legitimately had the bad fortune to call someone who was poised to take vengeance on us on their mobile when they happened to be just outside? <laughs> no, I'm not a sniper. I could barely hear him over the screams of my co-workers. I was vaguely aware of them reaching the doors of the call center to find that they would not open. Then how? When I noticed a pair of scissors on the desk next to mine was moving. No, not just moving. Spinning. Perfectly balanced on the little screw that held the two blades together, it was rotating on its axis. 
I'd have thought someone bumped it when they got up to run in the chaos, but it wasn't slowing down. It was getting faster. Soon, it was spinning as quickly as a helicopter blade and it began to lift into the air slightly. Gotta be honest, I've never understood the workings of it myself. I've been this way since I was a child. For the most part, I keep it to myself. But every now and again, I can't help but feel like I owe it to my fellow man to do something to make the world a little better place. Now, we're not going to have any more trouble with following the rules, are we? The pair of scissors had migrated from the neighboring desk and was now spinning so fast as to be a blur right in front of my face. I'd hate to have to take any other drastic action. Right as he said that, the scissors stopped spinning, with the sharpened tips pointed directly at my throat. I swallowed hard and stared at the scissors impossibly suspended against gravity. I think it's best we get acquainted. What's your name? Your real name? I took a deep breath. Gori Shankar. Excellent. I looked over towards my co-workers, still huddled up against the doors that would not open. An eerie silence had fallen over the call center, and they were looking back at me. They'd realized something was amiss, and that I was still on the phone, just steps away from Papulla's lifeless body. What must they be thinking right now, I wondered, about this situation and about me? That was very well done. That's how you play the game. I breathed a little sigh of relief, like perhaps I'd made it through some test. Maybe this would be over soon. The pair of scissors shot across the room suddenly. It slashed the throat of my supervisor in one clean motion and he fell to his knees with his hands clutched on his throat, sputtering blood. It did similarly to another woman whose name I did not even know. She had only started last night. I didn't even remember what her name was. Finally, it embedded itself into the heart of Satyam who'd been working here nearly as long as I had. The rest of the employees started screaming and trying in vain to force the doors of the call center to open again. Why did you do that? I told you there'd be consequences for lying. You lied to me about your name. My name is Gori Shah. Over the course of this call, you've used three fake names. The first one you gave me, and the two I used that you didn't even notice. That's one of the ways I knew this was a scam. Well, that and the fact that you were spouting absolute bullshit. I'm sorry. I'll block out your number. I'll make sure nobody calls you ever again. Just please don't hurt me. Oh, oh, oh. I like that. He said. And he seemed to really be enjoying it. Go on. Do it some more. I love it when you beg for mercy. This was ridiculous. We were being held hostage by some shaman from halfway across the world and I didn't know what to do about it. What else do you want me to do? What else do I need to say? We won't bother you anymore. We didn't even see your whole credit card number so there is no refund to give you. No? What about for all the other people you've scammed? The ones whose credit cards you keep on file so you can charge them over and over and over again until they cancel the card. What about them? I can't give them all refunds. The money is already gone. Our bosses, bosses take it all. I, I, I don't know what happens to the profits that we make, but... Don't call them profits. Theft. That's what it is. Okay, theft. I don't know what happens to the money we... The money that we steal. 
Okay, but I know it's not in our account anymore. There was a moment of silence on the other end of the line. Then the caller said, All right, son. Congratulations. I believe you. I breathed a sigh of relief. But it was to be short-lived. But you can still destroy all the records of the information you stole. I don't know how I would do that. I do. My manager didn't sit on the calling floor. His office was across the hallway. So we had to leave the call center. The door opened at my touch as if it hadn't been locked at all. As soon as it was shut behind me, the resumption of pounding and weeping told me that it had been sealed right back up again. My headset wasn't wireless, but when I pointed that out to the caller and said I'd have to leave the call on hold, my cell phone rang instead. And we were connected once more. My manager, Kalinga, was on the phone, trying to reach someone inside the call center. He had seen all the calls but one go dark. And when he wanted to know why nobody was busy making us money... What, what is going on in there? What is that commotion? It's, it, it's some sort of... Words failed me. Don't waste your time. No point explaining it to him. He's going to be dead soon anyway. I bristled and shook with equal measures of fear and anger. You're going to kill him? No, of course not. I felt a tap on my shoulders and the pair of scissors made its presence known before falling into my hands. You are. He has the password we need. Now take the scissors and press them into the base of his neck. Hurry! One swift motion. He doesn't suspect you now. He thinks you're weak. Show him different. Trying to fight back the barrage of tears that threatened to overwhelm me, I suddenly lunged at the manager who was surprised to see a call center employee coming at him across his large desk. I did as I was told. Pressed the sharp point of the scissors into the back of his neck. That right there, where you have the blade's tip pressed, is poised to take out his brain stem if he doesn't cooperate. One false move and he'll be paralyzed for life, if it doesn't just kill him outright. Ask him for the password to the records from the targets you've stolen from. I did. And he said he wouldn't give it to me. Then he leaves us no choice. Drive the scissors into his neck. Punish him for his failure to comply. No! You do it. If it's so important to you, then you do it. Why are you making me your killer now? What's the matter, friend? You don't care for this? You were certainly alright making other people the instrument of their own destruction. You'd happily give them directions for how to destroy their own financial lives at your hands. I thought this played right to your strengths. Oh, I have a fun idea. After this, you can tell me how to use the ping command to tell if hackers are breaking into my computer or not. I was trembling now and racked with sobs. Please, please don't make me do this. Please. What? What are, what are you doing? Something I've been composing in my spare time. Do you like it? My wife thinks it's quite good, but I think she's just flattering me. Please. I can't kill him. I won't. <laughs> <laughs>
I won't kill him. Oh, very well. And my manager's head erupted in a shower of blood and gore. Why did you do that? You couldn't do it. I spared you. I'm kind. Don't ever forget that I showed you mercy this one time. You call that mercy? You defraud the elderly out of their life savings! Out of food and a place to live! How much mercy do you think you deserve? You're a common criminal, hiding behind the fact that nobody in my country has a means to find you, let alone report you to the authorities. Except I have one. A means. So I'm going to use it. I shivered. Too numb to feel anything anymore. We needed his password. It's under his keyboard on a sticky note. Then that whole thing was pointless? Not pointless. I'm entertained. It's like you don't even care. He started to walk me through how to enter the database and purge every record we had. The live data and the backups. It's going to take me five minutes to finish. You know your way around computers. I was a systems architect for 17 years before I retired. <sighs> I wanted a job in IT. That's what this was supposed to be, this call center. I thought I would get a chance to help people, get my certificates and eventually get a good job as an engineer. He seemed genuinely surprised by this. When did they tell you what you'd really be doing? Training. By then it was too late. Those who have complained in the past have had their pay withheld by management. By the time you're in, it's, it's too late to back out. So many of us have family to support. And this is truly a dead end. There's no way to escape. Wow, I didn't know. I'm genuinely sorry about that. Doesn't excuse you, but that's a shame. The computer gave a little chirp to let us know it had finished the job we asked it to do. Now we head back to the call floor. The doors were open now and it was terribly quiet. When I walked in, there was a pile of bodies by the doors. Their own headsets had strangled them. The cords wrapping around their necks and squeezing like garrets or boa constrictors. Good news. I was going to kill you too after you'd exceeded your usefulness. But your story touched me. So I'll leave you be. Go ahead and get that job in IT if you can. Are you joking with me? After all this, you expect me to go back to my everyday life? Well... There's one more option. And with a heavy clank, the scissors dropped onto the desk in front of me, sticking into the wood so they stood straight up. I've got to get going now. Dinner plans. But Gauri Shankar? I sighed heavily, trying to prevent it from turning to tears. As I pulled the scissors out of the wood of the desk and positioned the tip over my heart, my decision made. There was no way I could go on after this. Yes. And I knew, 
just knew that in his mind's eye, my caller saw me do it. Because I could hear the all-too-familiar smugness that I was sure accompanied a smirk in his voice. Thank you for calling. Thank you for calling. Written by Alexander Gallegos. Performed by Sushant Adlaka as Gorishanka. Graham Rowett as the man on the phone. Michael Rigg as the call center manager. And Margaret Ashley as the old lady. The Samantha Winter episode was written by Brian Black and performed by Sarah Thomas as Samantha Winters, Graham Rowett as Bob, and Alistair Mackey as Todd. Musical composition was by J.M. Scherf. Artwork and web designs by Cassie Pertit. Social media management and Patreon support by Brooks Bigley. Audio engineering and sound design by me, Jason Wilson. Well, the fifth episode is here. The season is sailing along. We are making wonderful strides and are proud to be able to provide not just a quality product for you to enjoy, but also are now able to provide a little extra income for the authors and actors that we get the pleasure and honor to work with as well as covering uh, the majority of our podcast expenses. None of this would be possible without the support of our patrons and to those who have supported us by visiting our Public site. We are truly grateful for this. Seriously. We offer several rewards and perks to our patrons and are adding new designs to our Public page pretty often. Thank you again for all your support. If you have yet to join our Patreon, please go to patreon.com forward slash the gray rooms today and find the tier for you. We have one I know you will love. Also, jump on over to our Tee Public store and surf our selections again, and I can assure you there is something there for you as well. Also, if anyone would like, we will be providing a PayPal link in our notes going forward to accept donations to keep us rolling. We just need a little bit more if we can to get us over the top. Again, this has grown because of you, and we only hope to expand our brand. So thank you for your time, and also if you could, leave us a like and a review. It helps more than you know. And we will see you in two weeks.